To stay in shape, you have to hit the pavement. You have to put in some hard work and sweat along the way. Many of the same principles apply when it comes to money. Let's whip that portfolio into shape. It's time for Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. It's time for another Financially Fit podcast with Kyle Hammersmith from Mocan Financial. And this week on the show, how to get more involved with retirement planning or the financial decision-making process. Whether you're male or female, it's something that you should certainly be looking at doing. We have couples often who one side or the other takes the reins. And how do we get the other person more involved or how do we just get ourselves involved in general if it's something we haven't done yet? So that's going to be on the topic this week on the show. Kyle, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Doing pretty well. We're uh, counting down the weeks here to our second one on the way. So we're kind of in the process of throwing names around and nothing we can agree on. So nice. We're about uh, four and a half weeks out. So. Well, kudos and congratulations. Date, it is, so. Yeah, well, that's awesome. So nothing settled on a name yet, huh? Just just throwing them at the Not wall? Not yet. Gotcha. Okay, very cool. How's the other little one doing? Oh, she's good, and she's uh, about a month into daycare slash school, so she's enjoying that. And oh, slowly. nice. <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah, it's always good when they start to, when especially when they respond well to it. Some kids initially were just like, no, don't leave me here. You know? <laughs> so it's always one of those challenging things. Well, as I mentioned, when it comes to challenging, so let's talk about that, Kyle. For you know, for couples, sometimes or often, there's one party that maybe takes the reins in whatever walk of life it is. But from financially speaking, this is certainly something that we've seen in the industry for many years where one person, often the male, is a bit more involved in the planning process. And that leaves the other person behind the eight ball when they pass away, which is typically, again, the males first. So on this podcast, we're just going to talk about some ways, whether you're male, female, whoever's taking the reins, whatever the case is, on how to just get a little bit more involved in the financial decision-making process so that when something does happen, you are not you know, left dealing with the emotional component as well as not really having any idea how you're set up for retirement. And a tough challenge, but a, a good way to view this is maybe go through the mental exercise of picturing the worst case scenario. Like how would you handle this? What would you do? Who would you turn to? So on and so forth. What do you see in your practice? You know, I see people, not so much my clients, but people that could become clients Mm -hmm. when I'm sitting down with them. Right. I would say half the time, both sides are pretty involved. That's good. Um, I would say the other half it's usually pretty split about, you know, between the uh, husband or the wife involved. I've been seeing more where actually the, you know, the wife's been in charge of the finances and then he isn't. Okay. Um, but again, sometimes I've even seen situations where one of them handles the cash flow aspect and one handles the <laughs> investing aspect. Right, right. Um, but really it comes down to part of our part of the plan process is we talk about estate planning. Mm-hmm. Most people assume legacy planning, trust, wills. You have to kind of pick, picture spousal planning because a lot of decisions you're going to make in retirement and retirement planning really affect the surviving spouse. And right. we're making decisions on social security or do Roth, don't do Roth. We don't understand the aspect of when one spouse passes, like what changes. And so when we talk about picturing the worst, you kind of have to walk through that to say, okay, if these decisions are going to be made and this is the way you're going to do it, are you okay with this outcome if this were to happen to him or her? Right. And, that's, and, and that's, allows you to kind of see some pitfalls in your plan because mm-hmm. 
I always tell someone you can't check off every box. Like, oh, sure. If yeah. you want, if you want to do this, you might give up this. So, what are these? What do we want to check off, and what are you willing to give up on your plan? But again, that kind of comes down to making sure both people are involved in the financial decisions. Yeah, and that's a great point because if you do go through this exercise while both are still around, it will certainly make it easier on the remaining spouse because there is a lot to deal with and there's a lot of changes that come when we lose a spouse. And, you know, it's it's life. It's the inevitable thing that's going to happen. Someone's going to – it's very, very rare that both people pass at the same time, so usually an accident or something like that involved. So it's certainly worth the exercise to do so, especially if – and that's okay. If, like, if, if it's not your thing, if math's not your thing or you just don't like dealing with numbers, you know, often we have – you know, a partner in our life that handles things that we're not good at and vice versa. We do things they're not good at and so on and so forth. But in this scenario, you need to have a good working knowledge at least of, of where to turn to, what you have, and where to go in the event that some things happen. We'll go at this, uh, Kyle, from that aspect. If it's just not your thing or you're just not sure how to do it, you know, maybe take it slow. Any advice you might have to give to folks yeah. out there that say, hey, I, I know I need to do this, but I'm just struggling. I think you don't have to become an expert or invest a bunch of time into it. But I think that if you be, just get involved a little bit, it will open your eyes and maybe take away some of that stress. But again, I think taking it slow makes sense. Obviously, the first thing you would want to do is just strictly educate yourself. You know, when we that's why we teach those educational retirement classes is sometimes we'll have maybe just the husband or the wife come to the one class. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we have another class the following week. That's more higher level and they end up bringing their spouses. Right. Um, because education is number one. Oh yeah. Maybe we should look at this. Maybe we both need to get involved. Maybe we, maybe there's more to it than what we thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. But again, if you, if you start consuming too much information at once, um, it could be very overwhelming you know, and one of the spouses <laughs> could be even, they could be left in a worse, you know, situation where, you know, they don't want to make any types of decisions. So you just have to take it slow and understand like what changes you need to make now, but then look at, you know, if something were to happen to him or her, you know, are you able to have a, a general understanding of, you know, where are the savings accounts at? Where are the retirement accounts at? Where's your income going to come from? Do you understand one of the social security checks is going to go away? Are you filing as a single tax filer versus a joint tax filer? And I think then it could give you some better financial health and a direction of making financial decisions. Yeah. And if you're hearing that, you're thinking, wow, he just rattled off like 10 things. You know, it's going to be hard to keep track of. Again, that's why we're saying take it slow. You know, Kyle, you know, as a, as a dad now, right. You know, you got to have dad jokes. How do you eat an elephant? Right. <laughs> One bite at a time. So you have to go through these different little pieces. Uh, and maybe it's something Kyle, as simple as passwords. You know, my wife was saying to me, I've got some heart issues. And she was saying to me not long ago, she's like, you know, I don't even know how to get in your computer in the event something happens to you. What's your password, right? So that's a simple step as well that we sometimes overlook, especially in today's world, making sure that at least somebody knows where the accounts are at and how to get access to them. Correct. I mean, I, I use a, an app that kind of stores everything on a secure level. Mm -hmm. but yeah, that, you know, just getting to the information. I couldn't tell you how many times... I've had a client's parents pass away or one of my actual clients spouses or one of them passes away and they're not able to locate work 
employer information. Right. Or the daughter can't locate her mom's email and get into all this, what type of insurance they had. So just like record keeping in general will go a long way. Yeah. And that's a great place to take it slow. I mean, it's a great place to get started and just, you know, understanding the basics of the accounts, savings accounts, retirement accounts, whatever the case might be. Uh, Maybe finding balance, Kyle, is the next piece of that, where if you're trying to get either party or both parties or just in general more involved, find a good balance in the mix so that each of you maybe can divvy up the, you know, parts of the responsibilities that will most benefit you. Yeah, it should never be 100 to a zero. That wouldn't probably make <laughs> yeah. much sense where one person has 100% of it and the other one has 0% effort or time or understanding of everything. Right. But find out like what works with you because communicating on this stuff will, you know, it's nothing you want to talk about. Like, what if this happens? Like, we talked about playing for the worst. Right. But that way you understand that 100% of these decisions that are being made you have some knowledge uh, on the full picture. So just find that right balance of, you know, it's never going to be equal, but just find that balance to where, you know, both sides kind of understand the ramifications of decisions. Yeah. And while you're a couple, you know, yeah, to your point, it shouldn't be, you know, 100 into a zero, but that way, if you both have a decent knowledge across the board, when someone does pass and now you are forced to be that 100%, then you're in better shape. And then finally, you know, just get some help. It's okay to turn and get some help. But a lot of people just get put off, scared, feel like they're not going to know enough or they're afraid of what the news is going to be or whatever the case is when it turns to or comes to turning to someone and saying, hey, how do I seek some help with this? Turning to someone like yourself, a financial advisor. Yeah, and I would even turn that around on the financial advisor community because typically, you know, when an advisor is working with a husband and wife, the one that we just talked about, maybe there is one of the spouses that's putting in more of the time and the advisor just gives their, you know, the attention to that one individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happens is upon death, you know, the surviving spouse is like, well, this advisor didn't give me the day and time. I'm <laughs> going to go find someone else. Yeah. So I think it's important to understand if you're going to seek out and get help with somebody, you know, what's the communication plan? Are they just speaking to one or are we speaking to both? What happens if one of us goes? How do you work with our kids if they get it? That type of stuff. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, both people being comfortable with them, having the warm fuzzies, so to speak, goes a long way because, yeah, we've definitely seen that many, many times in various industries, but where one person tends to be the focal point and it really needs, especially in this, when you're talking about your retirement for the rest of your life. And often, again, us men pass away first. So often, a lot of times, the ladies are left behind. And that still is, a, statistically, it's getting better, but they still are a bit underserved in the space. So it's certainly worthwhile to you know find someone that acknowledges that and works well with both parties. And uh, that's going to do it this week as far as for just some things to think about when it comes to getting more involved. It's not the easiest thing. And again, really, the, the kickoff there was you know picture the worst, Put yourself through the mental exercise. Not a lot of fun to have conversation with your spouse about when one of you pass, but it is something that's going to happen. So do yourself the favor ahead of time and have those conversations and have them with your advisor as well or get with an advisor and get some help if you need some. Uh, They can walk you through a lot of this and make that transition much easier. And another piece to that, too, is when someone does pass, you now have a person to turn to for help when you've got an advisor on your side, an investment advisor representative like Kyle. So give him a call at Mocan Financial at 913-257-3991 or stop by the website, 
mocanfinancial.com. Drop an email to the show if you'd like to as well, and that's what we're going to take right now to wrap it up this week. We've got Robert with an email question for you, Kyle. He says, which is better to max out, your Roth 401k uh, or Roth IRA? says he's in his mid-30s and already getting the 401k match from his employer and then adding an additional 5% on top of that. Should the remainder of the retirement savings, uh, should he put the remainder of the retirement savings into the Roth IRA or more toward that Roth 401k? Since he says he probably can't max out both. Any thoughts on something like that? Is there a difference? Yeah. So if he was listening to the last show, it kind of comes down to analyzing his tax return and obviously understanding that the more money you're forking away into your Roth 401k or your Roth IRA, you know, the more taxable income one you're going to show. And if it's through your employer plan, you will be netting a little bit less on your paychecks that are hitting your bank account. So that's something to keep in mind. Like what are you able to live off of? But I'm all for Roth as long as maybe it keeps you within your current tax bracket and you're comfortable with knowing that you can still live off of your income needed. The nice part about that is Roths is if you plan on retiring early, you can then access some of that principal that you've been putting in um, before that 59 and a half to kind of live off of income in retirement. But I would definitely explore based upon your, you know, your modified adjusted gross income. If you're el- eligible to, you know, fund your Roth and your 401k, and that way you can kind of break it down a little bit. So not everything's tied up in your 401k. So hopefully that helps and makes a little bit of a difference there. All right. Well, great email question. Thank you so much for the time here on the show this week. We always appreciate it. Again, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. Just type in Financially Fit in the search box. Most phones already have a podcast service pre-built. If you're an Apple user, Apple Podcasts is there. If you're a Google user, uh, Google Podcasts is on there, or Android, I suppose I should say. So either way, they're already there, but you can find it all at mocanfinancial.com. That's M-O-K-A-N financial.com. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you next time here on the show. For Kyle, I'm Mark. This is Financially Fit with Kyle Hammerschmidt. We'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., RWA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Mocan Financial and RWA are not affiliated. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. This information is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice and cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. Please note that Mocan Financial and its affiliates do not give legal or tax advice. You are encouraged to consult your tax advisor or attorney.